Stop thinking it, start doing it. 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 With me, Alicia Papa. And me, Aaron Brewer. And me, Mary Bowlby. Welcome to the Stop Thinking, Start Doing podcast. We are a group of friends who share how we took action in our lives to step out of the thinking zone and into the doing zone. The challenges we face and the growth we feel, we are sharing it with you here and now. On this episode of Stop Thinking, Start Doing, we are diving into a discussion around the power of rest. And I just love how we've all been experiencing and embodying that individually and collectively and beautifully in conjunction with this podcast of finding when is a good time to schedule our recording as coming into the new year and recovering from the holidays didn't always inherently welcome rest. So being really intentional with that rest. But anyway, how we all embodied rest because we planned to record this a couple of days ago, did a check-in, and then we're able to say, hey, yes, like if we had to, we could do it. And because everything we do is fire. Anyway, and... Facts. Facts. <laughs> thanks. And we all recognize that we had an abundance of time. And in that abundance of time, we always get what we need done. So we are here this evening and I'm so grateful because that night that we were going to record I took a nice warm water hug aka an hour plus long soak in the tub with some music playing you know a nice sound bath and really amplified the bath y'all that's just a that's a whole nother experience of resting and feeling all the sensations presently in your body as they happen is whew. But yeah, what did you guys do on that night that we embodied our rest? I also took a long bath. Mm. Um, was that Wednesday? Mm. Sure. Yeah, it was Wednesday. I took a long bath and then I took some action on something that I've been wanting to start moving towards for some time, which really was that I started a new book, <laughs> but actually is that I started the Encyclopedia of Counseling, which is a review material for taking licensure testing in my future. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. So I started that coming from a place of rest because I've had that book open on a cabinet. I've had that book for months and I've had that book opened on a shelf for a month and a half, probably just been looking at it like you should do it, you should do it. But I felt too overwhelmed. So that's really interesting to connect to now that I think that that is part of my active rest there was that giving mm. myself that space to take that. I also did the bath, the warm water hug, and then saying, I feel like I'm in a place to begin. So I began. Mm. And how like beautiful that so opportunity, cool. just like that in itself yeah right what that led to because you rested mm -hmm. and as opposed to us pushing through and recording still 
Who knows if he would have picked up that book? Who knows if he would, like, yeah. So just in that decision, in that giving of ourselves that time and space, you were able to take such a big, something that you had been putting off. Literally months. What would you say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I bought that in the Encyclopedia of Counseling is what it's called. I bought it in October. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just that within itself. And I love that because I want to talk about that later, like that that idea of just pushing forward. So I want to come back to that. But I'm going to say I have been leaning into my bedtime routine, and that really allowed me to have a full experience of that. Like I sat on the couch as my husband played video games, and I read, and then I journaled, and then I went and like did my you know, teeth and my face and all of that. And then got like ready for bed and like stretched a little. And if I would like, I don't know if I would have had that to pour into myself if we would have pushed through and recorded that night. Mm -hmm. So. And how did you sleep that night? I think we, that question, this is going to continue. And the first question is that, or the first thought that I'm having is that I think we associate sleep. Rest is sleep. But sleep is not always Mm -hmm. restful. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a lot of thoughts about active rest and passive rest that I would like to come back to. But my question, Alicia, is how did you sleep that night knowing that getting good sleeping rest and getting good rest has been something that you have been, like, growing towards, that you've grown your capacity to receive, I think, is the way I would say it. Yeah, I went to bed pretty early and I slept, like, really well. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have struggled with insomnia for like a very long time. It's been on and off for probably, I don't know, June was like when it got really bad. About May. Yeah. So this embracing the bedtime ritual, embracing. A bedtime routine has really been something that I've been working on. And I even have, like, on my whiteboard, I have a, like, I've been keeping track of how much of what I'm doing. Like, as a former special ed teacher, I love data and collecting and does an what is actually. One. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love all of that. So I've been marking off, like, what percentage of what I have laid out like of my options I'm actually doing each night so I've consistently been doing four out of six things and I was doing nothing before so really cool and I was calling it my like my one percent like bedtime routine because the first couple of nights I like went all in just like I do with (laughs) workout routines sometimes or like expectations And I decided that I was not going to put that on this bedtime routine. I was just going to say, like, if you can do 1% of a bedtime routine, what would that 1% be? So that was, like, that would be either just, like, journaling or reading for, like, a page or five minutes or doing, like, even a meditation. So just things that were preparing me to go to sleep. And now I'm stacking them. So it's really awesome. That is really cool. I remember that this centers around a conversation that we had in August 
around sleep hygiene mm-hmm. and just thinking about our first main trip. Was it that one or was it October? It was October. It was October. It was October. We were in yeah, the cabin. This was the convers- and this Alicia was the conversation started- with Nick, which is coming soon. Soon. And Alicia <laughs> then threw soon. out yeah, I her. I thought it was when we were in their apartment in August. No, I remember. I vividly remember Ooh. being in the cabin and Alicia, like, talking with Nick about this and then taking her, like, sleep supplements. And, like, mm-hmm. in that moment, I was like, I'm not oh, taking them the anymore. Supplements. Yeah. And, like, yep. discharging them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I threw them away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm so excited that we're having Nick come on this podcast because Agreed. that's going to be a beautiful conversation regardless. But <laughs> yeah, both of you guys were file saving ideas for further conversation. So I believe, Alicia, you first said about like the pushing past our limits or pushing beyond. And like what I'm assuming you were you were leading up to was like not intentionally resting, but only resting when you're forced to was the language that was coming up up for me when you were sharing and me trying to recall that. So Yeah, I love I love that that we only decide that we have earned rest when we have successfully checked off this number of things that we have now agreed was enough and now I have deserved rest. Bullshit. That's all made up. <laughs> there is no number of things that are enough. There are you do not earn rest. You are worthy of rest regardless of what you have done and it's just just by being. Mhm. The programming that we have is yeah. that you you have to deserve it, right? You have to earn rest. We say like, "Oh, you like that was a well-deserved rest or a well-deserved break." Why? Yeah, like oh, because yeah, they had to bust really their ass break. to earn it. Yeah, no, it is a human right to be able to rest. It is a living right to rest. We are the only living thing that doesn't have that that applies that societal view of earned and deserving of rest, rather than just inherently welcome and support rest as we individually see and feel fit. That's making me think about personal time and sick time and paid time off in mm. like biz, like whatever. I don't, I can't think of the word, but like traditional or corporate nine to fives. How I think rest, where we've been conditioned to believe that go, 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 rest, rest, repeat. Five, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And as humans and like complex beings and dynamic beings, not every human and not every situation in our lives is going to also follow that framework of, right, I report to a nine to five, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And by the end of the day, Friday, I'm recognizing maybe I need to power down and I power down for two days and then I power back up and my battery and then I go. And that like the remedy in the corporate world is, okay, we'll give you 10 days, 10 days in one year of your Monday through Friday where you can decide to rest. But then an added layer is that 
on those 10 days, we want to make sure that you're actually resting how we think you should Mm. rest. So make sure you go to like a place that's going to give you a note saying that your rest was worthy. And then it's like, actually, Mm. you can only turn in those notes on the worthy, for your worthy rest, if it connects with these things. And then another layer is like, don't rest at the same time as anybody else, because then that really fucks us over. And the layers just compound and compound and compound about how society's view is you rest during this one time, and then you don't need it at any other time. And I'm just thinking about how that societal idea is so ingrained in that, like, traditional nine-to-five work culture, which I think right now in this year of 2023, in the past few years, people have been like, no, like, I yeah, don't. this isn't a system that I want to buy into and right, pay, like, and literally have been abide by. Exiting that. So it just is a very interesting thought that I'm having. And then in addition, like, the guilt people then take for resting. Uh, and, and I'm thinking about, like, what... <laughs> teachers right (laughs) what rest (laughs) what you have to do in order to get those sick days right like as a former educator you had to come up with a plan everything had to be done so like if you were actually sick you couldn't just be sick you had to do work first to make sure yeah Yeah, you you had to like plan your sickness like oh i'm going to have whatever thursday and friday and Got to be better by Monday, like, because it's more exhausting. Mm -hmm. So it's never authentic and a really rejuvenating rest. Yeah. It makes me think of, I remember talking with someone and they were talking about a lot of just stress in their life. And I said, you know, like, I hope you can gift yourself rest. And right, I even in saying that now, like, rest is that doesn't need to be considered a gift. Like, it's a basic human right, a fundamental human right is rest. And I wonder if anyone believes or thinks that. And that's a really interesting bear meme that I'm going down. Thought spiral is over there. Maybe file save to come back to later. But the person's response was, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And I was like, okay, Mm, concerned. And two, like sleep and rest, I don't believe to be the same thing. So you legitimately can't go to an X amount of time without actual sleep. But regardless, your body's going to start disintegrating without rest in some way, Mm -hmm. shape, and form. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of just, like, the stress cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, what happens in your body when you're not actually really, like, going through the stress cycle and how that dis-ease turns into disease in your body? Yeah. Yeah, the – that's exactly what – when we don't prioritize rest and, like, make it – lean into the power of it, make it an intentionally scheduled, you know, action. Prioritize it. Yeah. Yeah. Prioritizing it. Our, again, going into this, this health wave of like, our bodies do shut down and you can be the most fit person. You can, you know, eat whole foods and feel like you're doing all the all the proper, you know, health guideline, check the boxes and whatever, you know, running five miles twice a day. I don't know, like those kind of people. Good for you. I'm happy that that makes you happy. I, 
that's not for me and that's okay. You know, like your your body's going to give out on you if you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And like, it's interesting because like, it's definitely, I'll call it like a trauma response or similar to like in high school. And I think about how growing up and like as kids, we keep kids busy and, you know, have them do all of these different things and, you know, not give them downtime or not give them freedom of choice around downtime and around rest. Sorry, that was a little rabbit hole. And so like, that's something that I definitely internalized as a kid and I'm really working hard to work through and to decondition that and to remove and erase the shame and the guilt around that. And the, you know, because shouldn't we love work? Shouldn't we desire to be doing and producing, whether for ourselves or mostly for other people, you know, and like, we're sold that it's like a, you know, doing your part as part of the system. And it's like, okay, but like, this isn't a system that's actually benefiting or making the future better. Like it's a system that benefited when the system was created. And that was over a hundred years ago. So like, let's update it, you know, again, societally, workforce, education system, there's just so many systems, (laughs) government, taxes, you know, like all of these things I, we were taught about in school, but in no way that was really actionable comprehension to be able to embrace and like have, have a say in its direction. And in the world reset that was 2020 and how literally our generation will never experience life as it was previously like no generation will right like it's the world shifted in such a powerful way and it shifted because suddenly people had rest and to me like that's the the power of of rest i know that that we've all listened to and really connected to the words from the NAP ministry, Trisha Hersey, who wrote her book, Rest is Resistance, a Manifesto. And this is like, if you want to really understand where people are coming from and like in a way that to you, you might see it as like, oh, you know, these young people feel so entitled or these young people feel like they don't have to work hard to make it in life and all these other things. I really invite you to read this book with an open mind and an open heart and and try to understand the bigger picture of this system and the harm that it's doing and the power that we have in choosing to rest that is impacting the system, right? Like just thinking about the great resignation, so many people leaving jobs, you know, and that stemmed from the term, you know, quiet quitting of just, you know, and, and what was quiet quitting? Oh, showing up and doing your job, like doing what is laid out for you, but not doing twice as much of the other things that we've been told is what's expected of us. And like, if you are, if you, to be worthy of receiving, you know, a 
a functional, thriving livelihood, you don't get to rest and actually enjoy it. You have to show up and hustle and and be on top and go above and beyond every second of every day. Okay, nothing, nothing natural functions like that. Yeah. Like I, I, if there is, I am open to being educated on it. Cause like just in going through like quick things of like just natural processes, I'll say living natural processes to try to, you know, narrow it down that don't have some form of required rest and with purpose and with, and the functionality that it brings, like there's just. Uh, <laughs> I think it was so much damage that we're doing to our bodies. Yeah. And something that I heard recently somebody say was like, you know, a cause of death being a lifetime of stress and trauma. <gasps> and like, you tell me that that's not most of our parents slash most of like a boomer generation is mm-hmm. like, but is the number one leading cause of death probably a lifetime worth of stress and trauma. Yeah. Yeah, and people wear busy like a badge of honor. Yes. That is, like, if you are filled to the brim, if you are go, 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 that is a badge of honor that is worthy. And it just, going back to what you were saying about the kids, Aaron, like, there's no break for the imagination. It is people are prided in having their kids in this and this and this and this. And they do that on the weekends and they do this after school. And it's like, when are they being a kid? When are they, are they making memories? Bored? When are they? Yeah. Oh. And in the boredom, the creativity that is that is born. Mm-hmm. You have to have boredom in order to have people come up with ideas, yeah. come up with new things. And that is eliminated from them. They are forced into... It's school that is the this setup system, and then they're forced into something after school, which is usually some kind of force system that they follow. And there's no time for them to just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is rest and bored, like, <laughs> not under the same umbrella or, like, connected in some way, right? Like, when you finally sit or, like, stop whatever you're doing 24 seven or, you know, like in, in the day to day and like allowing yourself to, to be bored. Like when was the last time that you remember feeling bored? Because what I'm hearing you say, Erin is right. Like when I let myself sit, I'm not feeling bored. I'm feeling a thrum of low anxiety of Mm. here's your list of things to run through. And boredom is a feeling and a memory that I have from being home over the summer in like middle school and being like, I have nothing to do. And it feeling so big in my body, you know, when you're like in middle school and you're like, like your whole like jelly all the time. That's what I remember feeling. And my mom being like, go read a book, like go do like, Go do something. Play outside. And I was like, and I so credit my parents because they always growing up, we, my mom always incorporated rest in all of its fashion as well as my dad did in their lives and in my brother and I's lives and upbringings. So maybe that's why I don't associate the feeling of stopping and sitting right now as boredom because I was like, 
taught to rest when I was younger. But I know that it's when I sit and don't have anything to do, I need to be deconditioned again from society's thought of, of that to the do going, list. right? So I truly – I just say all of that because I can't remember the last time I was bored. So I'm curious if y'all do. I'm not sure because, again, you're – I love this equating to the boredom to low-key anxiety with the, like, to-do list mm-hmm. because – that's uncovering some shadowy realm that I need to dive into personally to to explore that right. that releasing that negative connotation and energy around the idea around boredom, right? Because like we're talking about how boredom gives us the space for creativity, but if I can't even release the idea of I can't eat like like I'll give you something or you know like yeah. Oh, tell me you're bored. Okay, I'll give you something to do. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah. unless you tell me that you're doing something, unless you tell me what you're doing, like, I'm going to give you something to do is kind of like the mm. environment that I'm used to when I'm around other people, they're just going to be demanding something from me. Yeah. So then when I'm with myself, I'm like, shit, I should be doing something. What, why aren't I, aren't I doing something? And then even if in that moment – all I'm craving is the rest. All I'm craving is, you know, and rest looks different in so many different ways. Yeah. Again, talking about, Mary, I think this was your file save was the passive and active rest. Yes. Right? So I feel like this is a beautiful segue into that. Of, yeah. Of, you know, I find it restful when I get to sit and read. Mm-hmm. Right? I find it restful when I have a coloring book in front of me yeah. or, you know, like, like there's, there's so many different ways to be active and resting. Like I find it restful to go for a walk. Cause like mm-hmm. rest is like, I guess what I'm equating rest to now is like, how are you connecting with yourself? Like what is something that your body needs right now? Mm-hmm. And anything mm. that's not a something to do for survival and something to do Ooh. with productivity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like if love it doesn't that. fit, if it doesn't fit under those two categories, if it doesn't fit under survival, if it doesn't fit under like, you know, work productivity, because we all have work to do for a living. Okay. Like I get that. I'm not opposed to doing that, but I want to do work that matters. And the side don't. What's left is the rest. LOL. L-O fucking L. What's, what's rest? Left what's left is, is the, rest. the rest. I'm you know, just like, feeling so grateful that we record project. this because I want to re-listen to everything you just said and remember oh, it thanks. as like a mantra in my life. Because, yes, yeah, I really agree I with you. I know that was that. coming out. So I love that we have Heck this yeah. space. And would this have come out if we didn't rest, you know, recording two days earlier? I don't know. Oh, and no, that's okay. Like, I, yeah. And we know what it's like to record the same topic twice and how some things overlap and how some things don't. So it's all just continual conversations Mm -hmm. and how beautiful that we get to share them. And hopefully, you know, listening to podcasts could be an act of rest and maybe that's active rest for you, right? Again, listening and obtaining something externally is what I view as active rest, whereas like passive rest could literally be, you know, like physical, not doing anything, not moving, but even like coloring, 
like mm-hmm. coloring to me is passive because I'm not I'm not taking in anything. I'm not really putting out anything. I'm just on autopilot. But yeah. it's like a comforting autopilot. Yeah. I think of active and passive rest for me in this moment as like physical versus stationary. So because I agree, I really have, and I know I've said it a few times, leaned into how I don't believe sleep and rest are the same thing and how passive rest, right? Part of my passive rest routine, I don't know, are my sacred sunrise practice, right? I'm sitting, I'm using the singing bowl, I'm journaling. When I meditate, those are all things that are restful. When I'm reading, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, whatever, that's oftentimes restful for me. And active rest is for me hiking, is for me movement, is for me going to the gym, is for me yoga, but it's obviously not sleep. So I just, I think it's so important to distinguish that rest does not just come from sleep and that there are so many other ways to fill our rest reservoirs in ways that aren't, you know, in another conscious state for hopefully eight to 10 hours every day, you know, like fingers crossed. <laughs> but I think that's really important yeah, to differentiate. So science behind, right? Again, the the survival necessity of sleep. Yeah. And we're always so supportive of like, make sure you get eight to 10, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep, eight to 10 hours of sleep, like know your sleep habits. What's your sleep? Sleep, sleep, sleep. Right. And how rest is so different because sleep helps one part of your nervous system while rest helps a different part of your nervous system. And you need both. both. You don't just get to choose one. Yeah. You know, like this is, if you're curious about learning more, about the science behind this, I go, this is one of our, our experiment modules in um, conscious connection. And it is week two when we're talking about like being physical in our body and, and how to do that, find that, literally find that connection with our intentionality. And, and, you know, I share about some research that I've done behind the difference of sleep and rest and the difference and the importance within the the, the nervous system and, and things like that. So if you want to geek out about more, more information and then, you know, welcome you into an experiment to explore what it feels like in your life with, with a supportive community, like that's really where what we're here to, to do is to educate, empower, and uplift you in a community format and how much more beautiful than, than to do it there. And and that's what I'm saying is, is, you know, Alicia, I love that you said earlier that 1%, right? And Mary, something you've said over the years is the pennies, right? Literally going to that 1%, 1 mm-hmm. cent, drops of pennies, like drops in a bucket, all of these little things, all of these little actions really add up. So like it's, we're not saying, you know, like you have to totally upend your your world. Like it's interesting. It's five, five, five. It's interesting recording this right now because this is a week into my truly restful season. And I'm really Mm. grateful for this opportunity to have a truly restful season. And, And I think that it's very telling being in winter, right? 
in the Northern Hemisphere, the world is, the, the natural world has gone to rest, right? So why do we resist that? Why do we push against that? No, thank you. I will lean into that. <laughs> and do it with such intention and how it's going to be able to reshape my life and my future. Well, I was going to say with that intention, like when you were saying, when we were saying about like sitting down and like going to rest, but instead running through your to-do list and like making like that anxiety that comes up of like, I should be doing something else. The, what you are taking away from yourself, like that is not intentional rest. Like you are not actually resting. Your nervous system is not getting the actual rest that it needs when your mind is just continuing to run. And that, again, is always why I go back to meditation because it just helps you build that self-awareness, the ability to be aware of when your mind is running the show and you're like, whoa, 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 like, let's bring it back. Like, we're not even supposed to be here. Like, you have 17 tabs open in your brain and you don't know where the music's coming from. Like, that is where your <laughs> mind can go sometimes. And What was that song in the car that I was like, guys, where did this song come from? Because I've been singing it for 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Anyway. I don't remember, that, but yeah, it was very open. literally yeah. just happened. You're like, like, were we, we talking about this? Song? No. Nope. You had the tab open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and and you're, that's not actually giving yourself that time. And I, I really encourage people, like, to actually rest, like leave the phone, take off the Apple watch, like go be by yourself. Or, you know, if you're going to do something with other people, like what can be, I've been saying like soft, like how can I have like a, a soft morning? How could I have a soft Monday? How could I have a soft Friday? Like what can I do that would feel soft to me right now? And just that, that application of like, how can we ease into and give ourselves like what we need so that our nervous system can be at a like neutral place that we are no longer like in these cycles of stress and anxiety and, and panic and like being able to actually be in our bodies. I love this idea of soft and because it echoes a feeling that I've been leaning into of cozy. You know, like really just, what's my vibe? Cozy. You know, and when do we rest best? When we're most comfortable. Like, like if you're going to, like if you're going to invest your time and energy and money or whatever, into something, into some level of, of luxury or, or comfort or experience. Like to me, I will always prioritize rest. How can I make my rest more luxurious, right? Like my bath, my bathtub, my, my whole ambiance that surrounds my, my bath with the, the candles and the oils and the, you know, I'm going to make it supportive and comfortable for my body. That's going to last even after I get out of the bathtub. So I'm going to make sure that I add, you know, the Epsom salts to, 
to support my physical body, having the right music on that, again, just like vibrationally feels so like positive, energetically refreshing, restful, intentional. And it's so much of those intentional actions. That's what I was saying earlier was like those pennies, that 1%, mm-hmm. that one cent of just like, like how can I take this rest moment and and increase my comf- my coziness of it, my comfort of it by 1%. And like to me, like, right, like I just got my face just lit up, my body just sat up. I was like, ooh, I get to co- be, get cozier? Okay, what do you want me to do? Like yeah. that just, that lights my soul on fire. Like I want cozy and cozy and soft and that, that feels so good. Mm. I was going to say one of the quotes that I found because I – have also been reading rest is resistance and talking about like, so Trisha was also on a, we can do hard things podcast episode. And they talk about like rest being, and like the self care being like, Oh, you bought yourself an eye mask. You bought yourself a candle and like how rest can be more than that. Like it doesn't have, like it can be those things. If that's what like, like Aaron's saying, like that's what lights her up. And that's, what adds to her rest, but it doesn't like it can be. And this goes to the quote, right? She says, I believe rest, sleep, naps, daydreaming and slowing down can help us all wake up to see the truth of ourselves. Rest is a healing portal to our deepest selves. Rest is care. Rest is radical. And I think that like those options of things, like, did you ever think that daydreaming was rest? Like, you know, being able to allow your mind to wander. When are you given those chances? And I think about in school, like when when I used to daydream or my thoughts were wandering, right? You'd get in trouble for that. So doodling on on the mm-hmm. margins of my paper, I'd get in trouble mm-hmm. for that. Like I'm listening. I just gotta be doing something with my mind, with my hands. Like mm-hmm. I'm present. But I love that la- those last parts like rest is a healing portal to our deepest selves and how many times or how many people don't allow themselves even that opportunity to be with themselves to get to know themselves it's i i love that that's a quote that you pulled out because i have the like continuation of of that portion right like mine ends i mean mine begins where yours ends of of you know how rest is a rest is a meticulous love practice rest is radical because it disrupts the lie that we are not doing enough it shouts that is a lie i am enough i am worthy now and always because i am here mm-hmm. and i feel like that so powerfully echoes and amplifies our mission statement of you know mm. you are enough right now to start authentically living your purpose like like you can't like in order to get there rest has to be a part of the equation like that's where the power is if you think that it's just go 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 do 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 like you're not actually healing like you might be healing one part of yourself but then like you're harming other parts of yourself when you don't have that balance that you know, equal sharing or or equal support or not even equal, but just intentional. Moment. 
Yes. Yes. I can start. Yeah. I would love to hear. Kick Mm -hmm. us off, Mary. Yeah. So, like I've mentioned, rest to me is so many things that I get to do. My sacred sunrise practices, reading, hiking, spending time with loved ones. And this week I felt very stretched. Not stretched too thin, just stretched. And I have still been doing my practices and things like that and have been feeling well balanced to be able to continue showing up for me while in this week or so of feeling more stretched, which is a really cool feeling to recognize. And then also to recognize that, yes, while I am doing those things, I am feeling stretched and I need to make some choices for me in the very near future to help me think of rest as recalibration in ways, like recalibrate back to myself. So really what that biggest choice was, was me asking the two of you, any way we can do this an hour earlier, because what that's opened for me is the opportunity to go spend time with my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece and like share time and a meal and that extended time together in a place where I am unplugged from my cell phone and the my watch and the things that I am doing and the things that I am accountable and responsible for in other ways, showing me that I can have both and I can ask and then gifting myself that rest and knowing that that continues into tomorrow because tomorrow I'm going hiking, which is such an active form of rest for me in the disconnect and in the recalibration and knowing that I can choose and make that choice so my choice in asking that and you both being like yeah we can try and like an hour earlier has opened that up for me so then I can give give myself that rest and continue into it and ease into it and that's really important to me so my rest moment is not asking for it right but saying hey this is my need what can we do um and then sharing that in that way. So I feel like that is so supportive in uh, something that a strength that that we have and that we've been growing in as a collective trio is Mm. our communication and the value in that direct communication and how like when you anchor how you communicate and what you communicate in a place from like compassion and accountability and how much that is supportive for you and your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then is also like respectful of us and our boundaries as people, as a full business, you know, like in, in all of the, the different ways that we share connections. So I, I love that, that reflection. Thank you, friend. Yeah. Alicia, are you ready to go? Yeah. So my power of rest was really like learning, working from home, how I can give myself more restful time while working. So like being able to do things in a more comfortable like space. So for me, that was like when I didn't feel like working or I was like procrastinating around something like what 
could I compromise with myself? Like, what kind of agreement could I make with myself that, like, I'm still getting work done, but I'm comfortable and I'm, like, this is making me happy to be here. So, like, for me, that's putting on, like, the Yule log on my TV and, like, sitting in my recliner with my, like, lap chair and having, like, instrumental music playing on my, like, in the background and just, like, dimming the lights and being able to compromise with myself like you still get to do this work and you get to be comfortable while you're doing it so being able to learn how to do that and apply that in different parts of my life Hmm. oh you're muted yeah lol (laughs) yes (laughs) it's impressive we haven't hit that snag quite often or ever yet. I don't know. Regardless. I love how you demonstrate like that control that you have, right? Like recognizing what's in your control and you're like Mm. getting this work done isn't in my control, but what's in my control is, oh, I can curate my physical environment to match how I want to feel. So like Uh right now, right? I want to feel soft, comfy, cozy, Uh comfy, cozy. I just need to say, Aaron, when you were like, when there's an option earlier, when you're like, when there's an option for me to say, like, how am I going to invest in like feeling my most comfy, my most cozy? I was like, she's going to say, buy a comfy. She's going to say, buy a comfy. And then you were like, you said something different. And that's when I started smiling because I was like, it's going to happen. And then it didn't. And I was like, probably good that it didn't. But like, it was a whole journey in my head. We can. If you want a wearable blanket sweatshirt hoodie. If you are about the soft, comfy life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With a pocket. Uh You're like, I want to be fully cocooned but have access to my arms, but mm-hmm. still with, like, my head warm at times mm-hmm. so I could remove a hood, and mm-hmm. also want to be able to put my hands in something because I know sleeves mm-hmm. end at one point, we recommend that you get a comfy. Mm-hmm. We are not sponsored. No, we would love to. But hit us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because anyone who knows us knows that we literally live in those our things. Our friends yes. buy them walk now. Around, we walk around oh, town. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, wear you them can see us shops. walking around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, driving all outside. the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living in a place where winter is cold. Is it called the – is it the Comfy Cozy? No, it's no, just it's called just the Comfy. The comfy. <laughs> it's the Comfy. I started calling and you it Comfy get, Cozy. Okay. And then we and you can get it. to Beefy Wallace. You can get it. However you like it. There's so many on Amazon. So many designs. Yeah. There's so but many. better than BK. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our plug if you want to <laughs> If you want a blanket your, that you can wear. Increase we your ability call to those rest without sleeping. That. We call them beefy walrus skin. So if you hear mm-hmm. beefy walrus skin, what we mean, what we mean is the comfy. So yes. just so to clarify. It's just a blanket. <laughs> It's not actually because I can understand skin. the confusion. Like we're yes. not wearing walrus skin. No, it mm-hmm. is just a blanket. No. Apologies for yes. any confusion. <laughs> we are animal and lovers. <laughs> we do love walruses, <laughs> and we don't actually skin them. Mm-hmm. Sorry about no. that. No, never. No, mm-hmm. no, no. This is figurative, no. figurative form of speech. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. This is right, special Aaron. language. This is special your... language. Aaron, yes. bring it home. Beefy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Beefy. Beefy. <laughs> I will bring it home with a my stop thinking start doing moment is more of my progression similar to Alicia's around procrastination when you said that word I was like oh yeah that's a that's a vibing word but more specifically looking at rest versus avoidance so Uh. like holding myself in compassion and accountability to recognize just as Alicia said like maybe there's some things that I don't want to be doing like and getting curious with that and asking myself like hmm why don't I want to be doing them Okay, like I hear that. I recognize that. That sucks. And I still have to do the things. Mm. And sometimes it's a, this is going to be like a fun get to do thing. Like really get curious as to why you're avoiding this. Um, And, but yeah, just shifting, shifting the approach from attacking, shaming, guilting myself for feeling a resistance, for feeling avoidance. And recognizing, like, when is a time that I'm pushing through and I really should be resting? And when is a time when I'm just avoiding? Mm. And that is a daily struggle within my brain. And I am so grateful for the strength that I've grown to this point and now with, you know, kind of completely reshaping how my day-to-day functions, really actually getting the space to experiment with that and to stay curious and to lean into finding my power of rest and having it feel empowering rather than disempowering. Yeah, so, you know, look for, for check out our Instagram for ways that I'm doing that and ways that, you know, we're experimenting with finding rest, with experimenting between what is rest, what is avoidance, like how I, how I help myself through that, how I lean out to support with, you know, two of my most trusted souls in the entire universe, you know, and really just strengthening that. And, you know, sometimes it's, committing to five minutes of that action. And if I walk away after five minutes, I committed to five minutes and that was great. And I don't shame myself that it wasn't more. Mm. So that's been my current experience with the power of rest. A magical (laughs) thing rest is. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Mm. Like, and you deserve it. You deserve it. Ugh. You deserve it just because you exist. Yeah, that's it. You deserve to experience it. There's nothing more you have to do. There's nothing less you have to do. You just can rest. You know, I feel like maybe our kids, or our kids, (laughs) that, like, small children in general, children who usually benefit from longer naps, right? Like, we know that we need to rest during the day when we're infants and building our bodies, but the maintenance of it, eh. Anyway. That's and why I always how, loved Italy because they take yeah, siestas, siestas, and I was and like, "What?" Just the cultures that that understand and embrace. Yeah, you know, it's not Resting. just this rest mm-hmm. practices. How to yeah. actually have productive time and t- 
time schedules and anyway, but you know how so many small children like to resist the nap time and how when you're like kid, like you don't know how good you've got it, like don't resist it, embrace it. And maybe it's because they don't have rest modeled for them. Mm. So just a that just that thought just hit me. So mm. how are you modeling to yourself rest and embracing your power of rest? And we would love to hear your ideas. Again, come over to our Instagram, check out what we've got going on, how we're embracing rest this month. Our tips on increasing rest, our ways of holding ourselves in compassion and accountability with our rest on top of the survival and productivity themes of life. And And I think if this really speaks to that 1%, right, that Alicia was talking Mm. about, that 1% nighttime routine that she allowed herself to step into slowly over time. And that feels that idea of embracing something, that 1%. And just as we hold ourselves in that loving accountability, that terminology Aaron was using, we offer a space for you to do that with yourself as well, with loving accountability and our Start Doing With Us community. That once this episode is released, we're really exploring rest and providing different accountability actions and just activities and conversations of loving acceptance and accountability and community because while I think we believe rest should be so easy like hit the bed you're asleep but as we've learned me saying for the 8,000th time rest and sleep are not the same thing rest is I think a practice that we build and if you're interested in building your practice we are practicing that together in our start doing with us community and we invite you to practice with us as well beautiful all the ways to embrace your rest and to increase especially in season where if you're in the northern hemisphere the natural world is resting so lean in lean in lean in all right are we ready Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay, we okay. love you. Bye. We love you. Bye. We are produced in partnership with Geckos Media, and our music is by Derek, quote unquote, long last name Krakevich. And our final message from the souls behind Stop Thinking, Start Doing. You are enough right now to start authentically living your purpose. Stop thinking it, start doing it. Stop thinking and start doing it. Stop thinking and start doing it. Stop thinking and start doing it. Thanks for listening to Stop Thinking, Start Doing podcast. We can be found sharing our day-to-day adventures on Instagram and TikTok at stopthinking underscore start doing and blooming.brewer and on YouTube at Stop Thinking, Start Doing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>